When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHO Bears podcast. Happy Tuesday, Bears fans. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, and Greg Braggs Jr. with you today. And because it is Tuesday, Cole Komet, Bears tight end, also with us remotely today. What's going on, Cole? How we doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, doing good. I'm cracking an olipop for Cole today. A little grape flavor. I'm very excited to talk to 85. Let's go. Yeah, we're, we're doing good, Cole, but... I- I'm mad at you because you promised me you guys were only going to run plays that worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is true. I'm mad at myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. Man, you're just coming out fire. Yeah, I, I, no, I, it's I, fair. He pro- you promised me, Cole. I, we, I, did, pro- I did promise on uh, in studio, yeah, that we'd only yeah. run plays that, that worked. Uh, Next week, <laughs> this Sunday, just the plays that work. I'm glad, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get through it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cole, in all seriousness, uh, I mean, I mean, if, if we're sitting here being honest, like you guys obviously didn't think you were going to be one and five at this point. Um, <laughs> and especially kind of coming off that relatively positive, like 10 day stretch where it seemed like things were starting to turn around. I mean, I, I, when you guys walked away from the game in, in Soldier Field on Sunday, like how surprised were you that, that things kind of went that way offensively? Yeah, well, it's frustrating just because I don't think it's a physical thing, meaning like I don't think we're physically outmatched, um, you know, by the opponents we've played and and in in particular on Sunday. So um, I think a lot of the things that showed up in the first uh, three games kind of showed up, reared its ugly head again this past Sunday uh, from an execution standpoint, um, whether it was in the run game or in the protections or uh, in the routes or whatever it may be. So um, yeah, it wasn't good on our end. And, you know, especially when you have that, you know, those extra days to prepare, you can't, you can't be uh, putting out a performance like that, like, like we did this past Sunday. There's been a ton of conversation, Cole, about the first play of the game. You guys are in, you know, zero protection. Justin gets cracked on the first play, you lose seven yards. Like, what, what was your understanding of what that play was and why, why it happened the way it did? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we knew coming in that they were going to bring pressure. You know, Flores likes to do that, and he mixes it up. So um, it, it was going to be about, you know, making sure what we were on our assignments in the, in the right way and in protection and, and in the run game as well. That, that, would, that would also help kind of helps ease the pressure. But, um, yeah, I mean, just a quick game thing. And, you know, I know um, – I, I don't know what necessarily happened with Justin and why he, you know, maybe held on to it. But um, – yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of a, a theme throughout the game in terms of, uh, 
in terms of the pressure that they were bringing. But then they they also won a lot of cover two, which uh, I don't know if we necessarily you know not not that we weren't expecting it, but they they did a lot more cover two than than maybe we saw on film prior. How are you uh, digesting everything that's happened with Justin, knowing that it, all, it seems like he's going to be out at least Sunday and, and perhaps for a while? Yeah, I mean, for him, you know, I just hopefully he gets healthy and, you know, he, he does whatever he can do uh, to get back on the field as soon as he can. So, um, you know, obviously tough. You know, I saw his thumb after the game and it looked pretty swollen. So, um, you know, just hoping, you know, wishing him a, a speedy recovery so that he can get back on the football field and, um, we can get back to the things that we were doing uh, in weeks prior. Cole, I don't know if you know this, but there were some conspiracy theories going on last week when you popped up on the injury report. A lot of people were blaming, uh, blaming Greg Braggs. Um, Not me. For, Carm. Carm jinxed it. Remember? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. There were <laughs> Cole, Cole, you remember. He did. He jinxed it. Yeah. Well, uh, we assumed that that was just, you know, some soreness or whatever coming out of that last yeah. game. But we could also tell watching the game on Sunday that you were, you were kind of – grinding through it and trying to get through that. I mean, how'd you come out of the game? Yeah, I felt, I, I felt fine. Um, you know, after the game, you know, definitely dealing with some, some soreness, uh, you know, from the, the quick turnaround from the uh, Sunday to Thursday game. And um, yeah, so dealing with some things there, but um, you know, this is the NFL, you got to get ready to go and um, you know, definitely feeling, feeling good today. So um, feeling better than I have, you know, in the past uh, going back to last week. So, um, yeah, but you know, this is the NFL. You got to get ready to go, and um, you know, no one's really concerned about about how you're feeling. You just got to get out there and, and go play. So basically, what happened was the show did not do a good job asking you the right questions. You were dinged up. We didn't push you on it. You were sitting on something. You weren't going to offer it, and we, in essence, failed. Am I? That's my assessment of what happened last no, week. No, no. I mean, it was it, it was no. You guys didn't fail at all. Right, was the elevator uh, working, or did you pull your hammy coming up the stairs? Uh, I, no, I, see, I, it wasn't. It wasn't any like necessarily. I think you know they always put down like hamstring or like whatever it is. It was more just like general soreness on my left side that I was still dealing with and um you know it's kind of just things that come up throughout the year that you just kind of have to manage and deal with the one positive i think from the offense obviously was the run game you know deontay foreman came in and you guys didn't really miss a beat i'm enjoying this running back room this year how much of an impact is mercedes lewis to this run game because I, I enjoy when you guys bring two tight ends out there and kind of beef it up and and you know kind of apply the pressure on the defensive line like that yeah i mean well mercedes has been around for a while and it's been cool to see um you know his transformation as a player in this league and you know he kind of came out as um that that receiving type of tight end and now he's you know a full-on blocking tight end and his physicality is awesome and he's great to play next to and the way he's able to set the edge uh on defenders and and um you know in our combination blocks with our tackles he's fantastic with so yeah, he opens up a lot in the run game, and, um, you know, he's, a, he's a, just like having an extra athletic tackle out there, so it's a lot of fun to have. What, what uh, I mean, you're still young in your career. What can you learn from Mercedes Lewis? And you kind of touched on it there, just how he sort of transformed his career, like, multiple times as his career's gone along. And I think we're, what, in year 18 now, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, like, for a guy like myself is – you see like what keeps you in the league uh, for a long time. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as you age, you start to lose some of the juice that you had maybe when you were younger. And, but you got to find, if you want to stick around and play, you got to find ways uh, to be able to do that and add value to a team. And 
um, at the end of the day, like this game is about blocking and tackling. And so he, he blocks really well. And um, if you can, if you can block, you'll always have a spot in a roster, I think. So um, yeah, I think, I think you can, you just see how, how he's transformed himself as a, as a blocker, as a, as a, like a true wide tight end. And you can see those things. And, you know, if you want to play a long time, you, you got to do, you got to do, do the stuff that he's done and, and be the blocker that he is. I'm thinking about 18 years and I'm thinking about staying healthy week to week. And then, you know, you, you were dealing with something going into last game. Eddie was dealing with the same thing. You guys got to get cleared by the trainers, but what, what is that process like with the coaching staff? Hey, are you good to go? Like you, you don't, obviously you're an extreme competitor. You're, you don't want to take yourself out of the game, but you also, it's a long season. Like what's that process like on a week to week basis with the coaching staff? Yeah. Well, I mean, I always, I always, keep communication with my uh, position coach. And like, I told them early in the week, like they were like, Hey, you think you're gonna be good to go? Like I'm going, like I'm, I'm playing, like that's for certain. Like you don't need to, you know, change up the game plan thinking that I might be out. Like I'm, I'm going and I'm playing. Um, you know, I remember when I was younger in my rookie year and um, I think I've told you guys this before, but you know, I had, was dealing with some stuff uh, middle of the season, my rookie year, a groin deal and was probably going to set out the game and, you know, Jimmy Graham grabs me and he's like, hey, dude, like, you know what the most important stats are for you? And, you know, I'm like, oh, touchdowns. He's like, no. He's like, receiving yards. And no. And he's like, it's GP. Game's played. You got to get on the field. And it's like, you got to do whatever it takes to be on the field. And it just shows the your dependability and availability to a team. And, and organizations value that a lot. So, um, yeah, I take a lot of pride in that every week. And, you know, in the offseason and how I and how I train and how I weight lift and, and what I put, the type of food I put in my body, all those type of things. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to make yourself available for the team. And, you know, you might not be 100% week to week, but you got to do whatever it takes to get on that football field. Yeah, certainly not asking you to throw any of your players under the bus, but one of the one of the plays that really stood out to me as a well-designed play was your tight end screen in the second half. <laughs> and it was just kind of – it was almost kind of funny because – but I, I, I want to know if it was a timing issue or a blocking issue where you, you looked like you were about to have a big play. At, and was it just because the timing of the initial snap got thrown off that they thought you were a little further ahead? Or, like, how did that play break down? Because I felt yeah. like you probably could have gone yeah. for bigger yards. Yeah, so what I'll say, like, in terms of the blocking portion, I think um, I had to speed up my my count against the guy I was going against uh, – you know, because you're, you're faking like you're acting like you're pass blocking and then you're going to shed the dude. Justin dumps it off and you get going. Um, but Harrison Smith was coming off the edge. So there, we have no one to block him. I have to stay on the end. There's no out call to be made to Harrison. So I, I have to stay on the end. And one, But once I know Harrison's coming hot, I got to dish my dude quicker. So instead of – usually it's like about a two-and-a-half, three count that I'm thinking in my head. Um, that was a one count because, because of the hot. So I had to shed him real quick get the ball and get up field. Um, so that does kind of, those guys have got the back to, you know, the balls to the back of them. They can't see right. what's going on. So they're kind of depending on the timing of that to work out. And it's hard for them to know that, um, that we got a guy coming hot off the edge, like in Harrison. So um, yeah, it, it, those things are tough. Again, like all these plays that like comes down to timing and execution and, the, and all that type of stuff. But um, you know, you definitely wish that, you know, we could get it blocked up and, you know, you know, I can make something happen after the catch. So Cole, you uh, you mentioned that you know they played more cover two than you thought. I know DJ Moore talked after the game a little bit about. Um, I mean, obviously you guys knew they were going to blitz a lot, and they did. 
was it just how they dress things up? Is that what was kind of different? Because he also said, like, they just showed some looks that you guys weren't necessarily, and maybe he was referring to the cover two stuff too, just like, uh, was it more back end that was different? Because it still seemed like, um, uh, I didn't think, yeah, I, I didn't think it was back end that was more different. I, I think they were doing some funky things with their fronts, uh, okay. for sure. And, uh, they dropped some dudes, uh, from their fronts in the coverage a little bit. And I mean, there was a couple of cover two looks that were, they did some things that, um, you know, you would typically maybe only see in college with some things with, they was really unsound on some things that they were doing. And, but to their credit, you know, they, they called it and dialed it up in times when, we couldn't really expose them, uh, expose, expose those coverages at times. Uh, there was one where, you know, Mooney had his big gain and we were able to take advantage of it there uh, where they weren't really sound uh, defensively when they were dropping to cover two. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they definitely did that. And, you know, they were, they, they'd keep that safety in the box to kind of help with the run game and then bail out at the snap. So I think if they were reading run, you know, he would stay tighter to the box and you kind of had that extra guy in the box for the run game. Um, but if it ended up being a pass, he'd bail out to cover two. And that's kind of where they were unfundamentally un- un- sound at times. But um, at the end of the day, they were able to take advantage of things and that they saw on tape from us and, and we didn't execute properly. So, you know, Cody didn't have his best game at center. It was some challenging snaps there. And he got, he got taken out and um, Matt Eberflus gets up there, your head coach after the game. And he's asked why he, why he made the move. And like fans were sitting there call like, just say, and I said this, like, Hey, Cody was struggling. We gave Lucas an opportunity. Um, and I'm wondering, like, it seems to me when Flus is up there, he's trying to not say anything that would anger any of his players, any of the coaching staff. He's always going to protect you guys. Do you watch his press conferences? And, like, if, he sa- if you had a bad game and, like, were taken out and said, you know, Cole just wasn't his best today, so we went with Mercedes or whatever, you know, would, would, you, would that make you want to be – would that make you angry at your head coach? Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, going to the watching the press conferences, I think, you know, I, I didn't watch this one this past week, but usually you, you like to keep up on those just because of the message that he's given there. But it's usually the same message you're getting uh, that we're getting in the team meeting. So, um, you know, obviously he's not going to disclose everything to you guys. Uh, we, we try and keep things pretty tight knit and and, uh, you know, we all absorb the blame because this is a, this is not just a one man game. This is, uh, you know, you got all 11 guys on the field. Um, you know, that being said, like, I, I respect how he does it. I know maybe you guys, you know, want to get more info out of it. And, you know, you think that, you know, oh, he should hold this guy accountable. Like he is holding us accountable. And, you know, we feel that in the team meeting. And, um, you know, when he puts the tape up and you don't do something right, like it, it, it's shown in the team meeting and it's shown in front of your peers. So. Uh, that accountability is felt by all of us in the building. And I know that maybe uh, from the media perspective that you guys kind of want to hear it, uh, you know, from his mouth uh, on the podium or whatnot. But um, in reality, like we're getting that we're getting that accountability standpoint in the team meetings. And and, and for us, uh, we think that's that's probably the most appropriate place to do that. Who would you say in the locker room are the guys that are willing to call each other out, hold each other accountable? Are you one of them? Well, I think we all hold each other accountable. I think that's the thing. Um, it, it's from one guy to another. If if I mess up a play, you know, Justin's going to be the first guy to tell me, hey, I want, you need to do it like this or like that. And, um, you know, if Justin, you know, forgets to motion me on something or whatever it may be in, in a practice setting, like I'll, I'll be the one to go up to him and be like, hey, man, like we got to get the motion there on this or, or whatever it is. So, um, you know, you rely on your guys to be accountable towards one another. And I, I think that just comes from, 
continuing to build, uh, you know, build the right type of culture in guys and in terms of, um, you know, the account uh, accountability stand, standpoint and, you know, guys being on being on their details. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's on it's on every one of us to, to hold each other accountable. And, um, you know, at the end of the way, I think that's just how you have to do it. Flus uh, doesn't seem like much of a yeller. Does he ever uh, surprise you guys in those meetings or he just he, he gets a little angry ever? No, he'll get honest, man. I mean, I know like you guys probably see a totally different perspective, like, you know, a totally different deal from him on the podium than we get. Um, no, but he's uh, you know, he's a positive guy, but he's also like he gets on you when it when it's when it matters and when it when it's needed. So, um, you know, and there's a respect level that we have for that and um, from coach to player and. You know, at the end, of, at the end of the day, we understand that this is a partnership between coaches and players, and that's how the NFL works. And uh, but you know, that doesn't stop him from getting on us when when he needs to. For the record, like my dealings with Flus, I think that, the, that Flus seems like a very solid guy. Like I would, you know, if, if Flus was a twenty-five-year-old Flus, and I had some daughter who was twenty-year-old, I'd be like, go out with that guy. He seems like a great dude. Like all of that. I my my. my <laughs> I, I think a young flus would have been a great catch. Why do you always got to make things so weird? I because I just I'm just trying to. It's, it's not weird. I'm just bottom lining that I like the flus. But my I, the reason why I ask the question, it's, it's it's admittedly putting you in a little bit of a tough spot, calls or my judgment is is that if he can't like deliver a direct message to the media, this guy was hurt. This like just some basic stuff. Then I wonder if he's direct with you guys. But you're saying that he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. He is. I can tell you that he is. He's very direct with us, and there's there's no uh, there's no gray area with him uh, when it when it comes to our relationship, our player coach relationship. Um, you know how how he wants to handle things with you guys. That's that's obviously uh, you know his deal, and he wants to keep things certain things under wraps. And and I appreciate that, and I respect that, and I know you. Like I said, I know you guys might not like that all the time because you guys want all the info. But um, I like when things are close knit. I like when things. Our stick kind of we can keep things in house between between player and coach or between players or whatever it is because um, the issues that we have in the building that we have to handle ourselves and um, at the end of the day like you know whatever whatever issues arise and and, and you guys hear about um, you guys can't be the one you guys won't be the ones to fix them it's the guy people in house that got to be the ones to fix fix the issues that we have. All right. Well, well, one thing that he uh, well, he was clear with us yesterday about is, you know, the status of Justin Fields and um, with the thumb and he's doubtful to play this week. He did say that. Um, so let's operate a little bit under the assumption that, that Tyson Bajan is going to be your quarterback this week. I remember you um, we were actually debating. Bragg thinks it was on this show. I don't remember. But you, you, yeah. we, we asked you about a play in Indy at some point uh, in practices where Tyson Bajan, you hadn't really worked with him much at that point, and mm-hmm. you happened to have that rep with him, and he told you to, like, adjust your route just a little bit different because of the way I think the corner was playing or the defender, whoever was on you, was playing you. And you just – I remember you talking about it and being like you were impressed for this rookie to just adjust something like that. Uh, and it worked, and you yeah. caught the pass. I, I mean, um, what is – I imagine that you're feeling confident with Tyson Bajan, just what, whatever the limited amount of reps that you've had with him, and obviously he was in the game uh, on Sunday as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, just going back to that rep, I mean, it was just a one-on-one uh, in Indy, so it wasn't like in a team or seven-on-seven setting or anything like that. But um, I think it just – I kind of go back to what I was saying Sunday after the game, just his self-confidence and conviction and – and what he wants to do and, and how he operates in the huddle was, was really awesome, um, especially, you know, for a, 
you know, an undrafted rookie, you know, really, really cool to see just his confidence in the huddle. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he's going to make mistakes. He, he's a rookie and this is the NFL and it's, it's very, this is very hard and it's, it's hard stuff to do. And, uh, but you know, we're going to rally around him. We got a ton of confidence in him and we've seen some really cool things out of him, uh, you know, going back to training camp. So, um, yeah, a lot of confidence from him, from, from all the skill guys. And, you know, I know up front, you know, we, we love the dude and, um, yeah, we're going to do whatever we can to rally around him to, to give him the best environment possible um, this upcoming Sunday if he, he has to be the one to go. You talk about his confidence. I'm interested in that moment where he ran out for the first time to, to that huddle pre-snap. And, like, what was that moment like? You know, how, how was he speaking to you guys? He was confident. He was loud and confident. And, you know, that's the, the one thing you want to you wanna see in your quarterback, um, and especially a young quarterback. You're kind of waiting in the huddle to see – how he's going to take command of everything. And um, he, he took it as his own and, and, and had, had command right from the get-go. So that was cool to see. And um, yeah, did some cool stuff too. I thought that throw to, uh, to Tyler was, was ridiculous. The one where Tyler was coming all the way back and he was scrambling. Um, that was cool to see. So yeah, I mean, he's going to let it rip and uh, it's just going to be on us to, to rally around him and give him all the, all the extra confidence that he might need. We, we were kind of debating on the postgame show of whether or not he meant to do that because it was just kind of like this. You know, I thought he was chuck- trying to throw the ball out of bounds, to be honest I, with you. I, 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 hey, I don't know either, but if I'm him, I'm taking credit for that. Throw. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was a dime. That was yeah. a dime all day. Yeah, he, he meant no, to throw. No, he, no. He's, he's secret patron, man. It's, this is what's happening. Cole, did he thank you after the game? It was his first touchdown. I mean, you were right there pushing him in. Yeah, I was like, hey, I know, because he was obviously a little bummed out um, that we didn't get the win there at the end. But I was like, hey, but make sure you go get that football, man. Like, that's a big deal to score a touchdown in the NFL. Um, that's pretty cool stuff. And, you know, despite the circumstances. So I was like, hey, I know you're bummed out, but, uh, you know, go get that football. But, yeah, I was doing everything I could to get him in there. I, I, I was I, I laid my face mask in, in his back. So um, hopefully he's feeling all right. But I think it was worth it. I was listening to your teammate, uh, Jalen Johnson. He does a hit with uh, Parkinson Spiegel on Mondays. And uh, he called, he was asked about Bajan. He called him white chocolate. Jay Williams, this guy, which is like the, you know, I mean, the dude had the sickest passes in the history of the NBA right up there with Magic and whatnot. I I don't know who you would compare him to, but there's, he's got some, something to him that's like a little flash, right? Yeah, well, I don't know if I could be the one to say that he's white chocolate. So that's a that's a that's a good uh, nickname there by Jalen. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if I, there's anyone I can compare him to. Um, he's just got his own moxie, own confidence, and uh, I think that was evident. I think the you know the organization has picked up on that. I think that's why he's in the position that he's in right now. And um, you know, he he's just a confident dude. So whatever we can do, man, to, to kind of get him going, get him comp- more, even more confident going into this weekend. If he's the guy to start and, uh, you know, just, just have him let it rip it out there. People are looking at the, the, the interception and they're saying that he does not have the arm strength to play, you know, be, to be a powerful quarterback in the NFL. I thought oh, that no, throw, no, no. that's not right. Right. Oh, no, no, no. If you look at, he, he kind of gets the, the pressure kind of, he gets stepped into it a little bit, which takes some, takes something off the ball. Um, no, he definitely has the arm strength. Absolutely. So, um, look, every quarterback has different strengths and weaknesses. One thing I've noticed about him uh, is he gets the ball out pretty quick, and he's got a quick yeah. release. I, I'm curious from your – on the receiving end of that, 
how do you have to adjust things? Do you have to be quicker in anything you do, just knowing that, like any quarterback, the timing is going to be a little bit different, and how do you guys kind of work on that throughout the week so that you're on the same page come Sunday? Yeah, we'll really just try and grab as many reps as you can with him. Um, in terms of running routes, like everything's still dictated as the same type of timing. Um, you know, he, he his release is really quick, though, and you can see that, um, you know, on the – on that play to, uh, I think Valus caught it in the flat. I mean, he gets rid of that thing quick and I, I'm not even out of my break looking for the ball yet. And he, the ball's already out. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just, you kind of have to understand that as receivers and as tight ends that, you know, when you're, when we're running our stick routes, we're running a quick game stuff, like expect that thing to be on you pretty quick, especially if he's making the decision to throw to you. So, um, yeah, you just get as many reps as you can during the week and, uh, we got We got both. Both sides got to be professionals about it, and um, we got to do what we can to get on the same page quickly here. I can't believe it's been 25 minutes, and you guys have not talked to Cole about 48 to 20 on Saturday night in South Bend. Ooh, that yeah, is, that's probably a miss by us. Come on, Cole, tell that us about nice Notre Dame. What do you, what'd you think of that? You guys, you guys wrecked Caleb, man. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. I mean, I, I watched part of the game. Um, it was good to see, man. It was good to see. Picked what we pick him off like three times or something. Yeah, three, three, three or four or whatever it was. But look good. Um, yeah, I mean we've Notre Dame's had quite the gauntlet of games here. I think the past four or five weeks, starting with uh, Ohio State. So uh, it's too bad that loss to Louisville uh, the other weekend. But um, yeah, the boys look good. Uh, and they were cooking the other night. Now, I'm kind of this <laughs> the storming the like for basketball storming the court. You know, I, I gave IU fans a lot of crap when they stormed the court on Purdue. I'm like, guys, if you're some big, you know, school, you shouldn't storm the court. Now, Notre Dame stormed the field when they beat USC, and I'm going to hold to this. Like, I want kids to have fun. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. like, come on, we're Notre Dame. Like, how I'm do you feel? You. Are, are you pro storm the field? Or, hey, man, let's let's act like we're supposed to win this game. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Um, yeah, I think you should just more act like you – you know, we know we're going to win that game and you just, you know, leave it, leave it be. Um, but I'm sure there were some drunk students out there just going berserk because of yeah. the whole Caleb Williams deal. And it's USC, man. I mean, USC is a big deal. I will say that. Like, that's the that's the big week there. And that was the week that was stressed the most when I was there. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm with you on it, but I, I, I guess I understand it. I also don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I, I can report that there was one prominent member of the bears media group uh that i think was also on the field storming the field oh my god uh, you his name up oh my right god. I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know this i didn't know was this. It yeah i saw a photo i saw a photo that was taken his i'll just Ooh. say his name his name rhymes with chris emma <laughs> no, Chris, what are we doing here? Oh my Act God. like you've been there, dude. Emma stormed the field? Well, he was on the field. He took a selfie down there oh, and texted no. it off. So. That, that's awesome. Yeah, to, to be fair, he was probably on the sideline with his credential. No. No, no he was there. Oh. oh, he's a big Notre Dame oh, fan. Boy, did, you yeah, ticket. Chris. Did, did you ever storm any fields before you became yourself, Colcomet? No. No, never. no storming the fields. No, okay. I never got to do that. Nope. I stor- it's I a stor- good time. I stormed Welsh Ryan Arena when the Wildcats with Walker Lambiot got their first win in, like, I don't know how many. They finished 2-16 and 16 this year. <laughs> Walker Lambiot hit. It was actually had an Notre Dame hat off, and he, nobody knows who Walker Lambiot no, is I definitely the don't. story, but, but, no. but that happened. I was there, baby. I, yeah, I'm a stormer. 
Okay. You got to celebrate these victories. Hey, Cole, man. you should know that uh, when you were talking about your healthy eating, uh, Uncrustables got a uh, got a mention in the chat. So, uh, yeah, no, you'll get. I mean, well, when you're burning as many calories as you're burning, half you need something in your body. So the, that that's a good source of energy. I'm bringing it next week. I think I'm in person next week with you guys. So I'll bring uh, nice. I'll bring the Uncrustables for you to try, Carl. There we go. Hey, hey, this is a little off topic, but I wanted to get this in here before uh, we got out of here. Uh, I know you did a, a camp in Germany uh, over the summer, right? And yeah. I, I, the Bears, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is they announced yesterday that flag football is going to become part of the Olympics. Uh, I think whenever the L.A. Olympics 28, are. I yeah, 28. Um, and the Bears have done a ton with flag football, especially locally. I'm just wondering, have you been involved in any of that? Like, they've asked you to come in on any of that stuff or all, any of the initiatives they do? Um, and just, and if not, just, like, your general thoughts on just whatever possible. Because especially with girls, I know there's, like, high school flag football programs that are popping up all over. Um, I just think it's great for the game, and I didn't know if you had been involved in any of it. Yeah, no, not nothing with the flag football portion. Um, but you know, I'm I'm obviously all for it. I think anytime that you can expand the game and and you know, I know that there's a push to kind of get this thing going global here. And um, yeah, I think that's the next step for the NFL uh, to get it a, as a worldwide thing. And um, yeah, but I'm all for it. So I think any way you can promote the game with with women and girls, um, I think is great. And then obviously people across the globe. So it's a great sport and. Any way that we can get people uh, more involved in it and more into it and, and grow the game, I'm all for. Speaking of that, the NFL has got to be cheering on the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Back-to-back games in London. They win. They come back. I was thinking, like, they're going to have they're, they're gonna have a sleepy game against the Colts because, like, come on, the jet lag, all this. Yeah. They didn't have a bye week. They beat the Colts. Now they're playing on Thursday, on Thursday night. Like, like if I had gotten handed that schedule, I would have been like, "What are we doing here?" And yet they might go four and zero in that whole stretch. They, they, they could. I, I wonder if they. I mean, this is maybe a little conspiracy, but like, do they move Jacksonville to London? Like, at this, like they're played two games over there. What the past two years, I think. So yeah, um, that would be interesting. That could be interesting. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That this travel schedule there would be. Well, and then I heard the reports that there may be a Super Bowl one day in. Let's go. Oh, that would almost certainly happen. The only problem with that is you have to change the time of the game. Like, you know how the Super Bowl is at the same time ever? You can't have the Super Bowl start at midnight in London. I guess you could, but. They just started at 11 18 or whatever the heck time they. Keep the Super Bowl stateside. Cole, Cole doesn't want to go over and win the Super Bowl in London. He wants to be close to home. Well, do you, Cole? <laughs> Would you want to play a know, Super man. Bowl I in think, London? I, I was hoping we'd get that Germany game. Maybe not the Super Bowl, but, I mean, it'd be cool to play. I want to play overseas at, at some point. You know, I think that'd be sweet. Here's my bold prediction. Your guys are playing in Madrid next year. That'd be sick. I have no inside info. It's just a, my bold prediction. Just a prediction. They, they've been talking like about it. it a little bit. Like uh, we have a super chat here, Cole, from Chris Gura, uh, 499. He says, glad I could finally make it to see my favorite bear. Love you, Cole. How about that ND win over USC? Also, what teammate are you closest with? Mm, yeah, well, ND win was awesome. Um, what teammate am I closest with? Um, I, I, I mean, I got to go with... Uh, Darn, I mean, I've been with Darnell since day one. So um, me and Darnell have, have grown really close over, you know, our three and a half years now at this point and um, definitely consider him one of my best friends. So, um, yeah, we've been through a lot together. We've seen a lot and, you know, um, but we're, we're we're there, always there for each other and, you know, definitely one of my best friends. He almost he almost broke that one for a touudown fighting I through know. like four dudes. 
I know. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Speaking of that, it's, it's like maybe a little slight serious topic on the way out here. The trade deadline's coming up at the end of the month. Darnell's been here for a while. Jalen's been here for a while. You obviously, you know, have your extension, so you're going to be here. Uh, keeping guys in this locker room that have been here and are dying to get this thing turned around, how important does that feel to you right now as for versus, you know, subtracting? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, you know, obviously when this time of year, like it's, uh, you know, the business side of things always kind of rears its ugly head and um, it's it's part of what we're in and you kind of accept that going into it. Um, obviously, like selfishly, like I would always want to be around Jalen and, and Darnell, you know, those are the guys that I've been around since day one, like, like I just mentioned. So, um, but the organization and like, you know, the NFL, like it just, op it just doesn't operate like that. You know, it doesn't care about your feelings. It's uh, they got to do what's best for the, for the team and the organization. And, you know, it is what it is. So um, I I'm rooting for them to both stay and be here for a long time and, you know, uh, be part of this thing, getting turned around. But, um, you know, like I said, uh, I don't really have much control over that. And uh, the business is the business. I'll just underline it. Every time I hear Darnell Mooney open his mouth, he's talking about winning football games. It's the same thing with Jalen. Keep those guys around. That would be – you're not going to get a ton in a trade for either of them. I hope they both get contracts before this goes. You guys have the money. This is not your job. I'm just, just doing what I'm just my – own, my own you're, opinion on a call. You're, you're airing your grievances. That's okay. That's all yeah, good. Well, I like it. Yep. So he'll, Cole, si he'll sing a song about it soon. Yeah, he, maybe I, I will. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Cole, appreciate you hanging with us today. Uh, I know it's tougher after after these losses, but, um, you know, hopefully you guys can turn around this week against the Raiders, and uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you here in the studio next week. Awesome. I'll see you guys. Appreciate it. Thank, All thanks, right, Cole. there he is. Cole Komet, Bears tight end, uh, joining the show with us here on CHGO. And got a lot to sort of discuss about couple of the things in there that we discussed, but also uh, with this quarterback situation coming up, because there's some interesting things he said in there. Um, but first, got want to make sure we tell you about Olipop. Carm's got his right here. Are you great. not going to have your Olipop, you, 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 you sloth? Mm. Sloth. Call a sloth. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. There right. we go. Have an Olipop. Where's mine? Olipop. You didn't ask for one. Yeah. I know. That's... What is this? I have to ask for everything. I no one offers anything around. Wow, that's I so. That, this awesome. is this I is, is my video. first sips here. Hogue lying of to the you. grape soda, the mm. grape olipop. This is really good. Mm. Um, yeah, Hogue. I think it said it's like a prebiotics. Seems like yeah, there's an I'm ad about, read. Seems like there's an ad read. Yeah, I'm about to tell here. you about that. I um, don't know what prebiotics means. I that can't doesn't even pronounce surprise it. me. Um, <laughs> well, Explain this well, to me, Hogue. Uh, Greg, it has to do with your gut health. Hmm. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Because uh, two out of three Americans, three out of three Greg Braggses, say they suffer from digestive issues. And 95% uh, of Americans don't get the daily recommended amount of fiber. Yeah, well, my issue is I digest too much. <laughs> an eating thing. That's an eating joke. Okay, Go ahead. But I don't think you're getting your fiber. You're in great shape. You're on, you're on your way. Okay, thank you. I'm working on it. There you go. <laughs> Olipop is tackling both of these issues with a drink that tastes just like soda. One way to fix your gut is with fiber. Prebiotic fiber is mm. the food source for the beneficial probiotic bacteria in your gut, Greg. Interesting. And Olipop has nine gra grams of prebiotics in every can. They use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your 
microbiome. Did I say that right? No, it says right here on the can, we're giving grape an upgrade made from real Concord grape juice. Mm, 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 mm. You said it right. Anyway, uh, and then you're wondering about the sugar, I'm sure. Well, Olipop, much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas uh, with... I don't like saying soda. Pop. Can I say that? They're called Olipop. I mean, yeah, it seems yeah, like we're in pop. Chicago. Sense. Four pop. grams. Chicago. Four right. grams of what sugar per can. Soda? What is this, the South? Well, it's I'm pop. not burgundying this. I'm reading what's in front of me, but I'm changing it on the fly. Uh, <laughs> only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. It actually tastes like pop. Mm-mm-mm. Thanks. Hey, there's some great flavors, though. There's uh, You can get your vintage cola root beer I saw there in the fridge. Orange squeeze. You guys are rocking the grape right now. Uh, strawberry vanilla. There was a banana cream in there I saw. Um, so a lot. the flavors are great. It does taste good. And you're, um, we're, they are so confident that you'll love their products. They are offering a 100% money-back guarantee for orders placed through their website. So go to their website. Use the code CHGO20 for 20% off your next Olipop order at Drink. Olipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including Jewel, Walmart, Target, and Whole Foods. By the way, it says in the chat uh, from good old Nick that Nicholas Morial drinks Olipop. You should too. There it is. It's on screen for those watching on YouTube. By the uh, way, you should follow Nick on Instagram. He is just like a walking billboard these days. I mean, Nick. It's a great experience. Nick did a video on how he does his hair. And I'd I, never even heard of this texture powder thing. That it, was fascinating. Did you see it? What? I didn't see it. So I asked Nick today if he could, you know, segue into other topics, like how does he use the restroom, and I think he's considering <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I guarantee you Nick's got some elite situation that he's got going on there. He probably has candles and he wipes per, and he everything. He would promote, a, like, a bidet I think company. he would. This is my bidet. I'm Nicholas Moriano. Welcome to my TikTok. Um, all right. Hey, welcome also to Hero Bread, one of our newest sponsors. Um, I am incredibly excited to get going with Hero Bread because the taste and the texture, the bread, it, it's it's soft. It's it's fluffy. It's delicious. It's flavorful. Flavorful. Thank you. It's scrumptious. It's kind of like just like Greg Rags. Scrumptious? Yes. Greg Scrumptious Braggs. Um, That's what they call me. Yeah. And by the way, it's also... Uh, nutritional, Greg, which could be good for you, considering the diet that you discuss all the time. It's high in fiber, it's low in net carbs, um, zero grams of sugar, all the good stuff. Listen, you want to try yourself some Hero Bread, trust me, it is fantasmal. Uh, the discount code for your first purchase, you know it, you love it, CHGO, you get 10% off at Hero.co, Hero.co, Hero makes sliced breads, buns, tortillas, everything you need, hero.co. You can also go to Amazon if you want. So right now, the bread is there for you. CHGO, put that in there, fam. 10% off your first order, hero.co. Use that code CHGO, H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. Hero bread. All right. Um, so... Super chat here from Kevin Carlson, $20. I was at the game on Sunday. Weather was A+. Plus. The Bears slash dogs, B-. minus. Beers. 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 I was going to say, that's a high grade for the Bears. Beers. Beers, Beers and dogs, Beers. B-. Minus. That's a, still a high grade for the dogs at Soldier Field. Plus, those beers cost like $2,800. Mm-hmm. Uh, bathrooms get a C. Overall solid performance on all three phases. Bears. All three phases. Kevin, 
I'm not gonna give you a failing grade, but you get a D plus for not coming over to the tailgate. Not mad. I'm just disappointed, Kevin. And two, I'll give an F to the fans that I saw fighting around the bathrooms. That's one thing I don't miss about missing games is that kind of garbage going on in the stadium. People taking themselves way too seriously at the stadium. It's just sports, guys. What? I mean, I completely with you on the, all the fighting thing, but the fighting not, is a bridge you, too far. You, you can get you, into a healthy you, debate with you, anybody. Okay, Rags just, knows where to draw the line. Come on. Yeah, but he can't say it's just sports. No one in the history of the world has made this his life more than this guy. You <laughs> well, cannot say it's just all sports. All three of us have made it our lives. In fact, everyone in this studio has made it their life. Yeah, but he still knows where to draw the line and where yeah, the priorities we're not are. knocking people out over the goddamn bears. Did you see? I and it was a sucker punch, too. If I, we're going to talk I, about I, actually I, squaring I, up I, with a dude, uh, of course. how about you square up straight with a guy instead of sucker punching him like that? That was uh, lowbrow. So you get an F, that fan. I didn't see the video. I, it's terrible. I'm not. I'm not defending any. I, I'm a thousand percent with Gregory P. Allen Braggs that any fighting at any stadium ever is completely and utterly moronic. I'm just pushing back on. It's just sports. This is. That is not. You can't say that. He cannot say for it. this. For, for to 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 take it that far. I know what you're saying, but I'm just you know. Yeah, right. No. Look. Anybody. Look. That person should be banned for life. Should never, honestly, you do something like that, you should never be allowed in a stadium again. Right. Period. End of story. Um, I don't care how many uh, goose islands you had. It's supposed to be fun. You know, debate's supposed to be fun. We talk with the people in the chat and on our Discord and, and on Twitter. It, like, debate is healthy. Debate is, but it's not supposed to get to a point where it gets contentious or personal. It should be fun. Thank you. Well right. said. Like fun, like tonight. In this live show. Let's go. October 17th. That's tonight. That's tonight. Uh, Greg, why don't you tell us all about yeah. it? Is Come on out to Buffalo Wings and Rings at 3434 South Halstead Street, right down the road from Comiskey. Uh, they have some of the best wings in town, Buffalo Wings and Rings. And, you know, the Collector's Cave is putting on an event, as they do a lot of times at Buffalo Wings and Rings, where, you know, you'll have an opportunity to get an autograph and take a picture. Tonight it'll be with Javon Dexter. And uh, we're going to be lucky enough to interview Javon uh, around 8 p.m. The autograph session starts around 6.30 to 8, where fans are going to take pictures and get their autograph uh, from the rookie D-Tackle. And then me and Carm and Steven Nicholas going to be there producing. The whole CHGO gang is going to come by. Uh, Circa Sports will be there with us, so we're excited for that as well. Uh, make sure you come out to Buffalo Wings and Rings tonight. We'll be there even before 6.30, we'll be there. So come on out for the whole event and then stay for our, our show starting at 8 p.m. All right. I'm super excited for tonight and uh, would love to see you out there. I'm expecting you got to come out. I mean, Ravi, are you going to come out? I mean, Crystal, you're going to be there? Out. Let's go. Let's have some fun tonight. Let's talk to Jervon and, and let's get ready for the Raiders uh, and the turnaround of this season. I want to, if you guys don't mind, I want to talk about something that seems to be making its way around those who are watching the Bears and covering the Bears, and that is basically that Justin Fields' career as a Bear is, in effect, over. That he's hurt, he's going to be out for four to six weeks, and then it's too late in the season, and you can't evaluate him, and the Bears are going to have a high draft pick, and they're going to draft Caleb Williams, and it's over, and Justin is done in Chicago. I think we're jumping ahead here, team. I really do. First of all... 
we have a body of work of Justin to this point, right? So if they really were out on him coming into the season, then in my mind, you would have already – you could have traded him in the offseason. You could have drafted a quarterback last year. C.J. Stroud was sitting right there for you. Bryce Young was sitting there right there for you at the top of the draft. If you didn't like him, then you should have – there was somebody that you probably would, could have liked more. They didn't do that. They traded. They tried to build around him. In the last two games, now granted, I got it, Denver and Washington don't have great defenses, but he, he, he threw eight touchdowns and one interception. Now, I went backwards the other day, and he held on to the ball too long, and he ended up getting hurt, and all that sucks. But you can't tell me that – and I'll give you one scenario, by the way, where I think he, he could very well be in play, and he should be rooting for Tyson Bajent. If Bajent plays well, and he shows himself as an actual candidate to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, the Bears have 7,000 needs, then maybe you actually go into next season and Fields comes back and plays the last five games of the year and he plays well. You might very well go into next season and have a legit quarterback battle in there because you because you address the offensive line, you address the defensive line, you trade it back, you did all that. If Let's just say Bajan plays well. And then Fields plays well at the end of the year. Like you, Nobody knows how this is going to go. So it's 2020 all over again? It could be, but no, it's not because they're two young quarterbacks. No, because that would be the same situation Mitch Trubisky was in. Correct. Year four quarterback battle? Come on, man. And That's what, the point. <clears throat> That's the point everyone's trying to what, make. And what's they, the di- you, We all, you can start reading where this thing is going. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I'm not saying you can't, I'm, I'm not. I, if I, Justin I, Fields is in a quarterback battle in August next year, yeah. this is all a fail. Right. And what's the and when not, you compare not, it to Mitch's fourth year compared to this upcoming? What's the difference heading into that fourth year between for the Bears? The Bears from, will probably have one or both of the top two picks in correct the, in the oh, draft. Oh, okay, oh, let, let me play my scenario out. Next five weeks, Bears go three and two with Bajan. Yes. They go three and two. <laughs> I'm not doing this again with oh. you. Wow. He picked in him, what world are they going three and right. two? He had him winning like six we in a row. Last year you had him winning five dude, in a row. Dude, it's called. They, they've it's, won two games in a year. It's. A, I'm talking about a hypothetical. Let you, the you man are, dream. You are. You are capable of doing hypotheticals. In the next five games, okay. The Bears. The Bears beat. The, the Bears beat Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders and Bryce Young and the Panthers and throw me in one more. One more the win. Chargers? In sure. Whoever you want to pick. No, not the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers, well, I'm sorry. Justin Herbert's got a bad th- Justin Herbert's never going to win anything of any importance. He's also league. dealing with a hand issue. You could win that no, game. I think he beats the Bears. I, I'm yeah. not going to pick the Bears to win that game. But but the point, I'm just, it's not a crazy thing to say they go three. It's okay, they go three and two. Yeah, okay. okay. And, and, and Bajan. Yeah. And How is this helping Justin Fields? So because you're saying he wins three more games than Fields has been able to win in a year, and that helps Fields? Bajan plays plays well. He wins three games. Fields is healthy. What do you think What do you think, Matty Irfilis is going to do? Do you think they go back to Fields, or do you think they play Bajan the rest of the way? I'm not saying Bajan. I think Bajan is going to – I'm very optimistic on Bajan. I like Bajan. I think Bajan's going to play well. I also think Bajan's going to throw a bunch of interceptions because he's a rookie quarterback coming from D2, and he's going to take chances, and think bad things are going to happen. So I think it's going to be – I think there's going to be a, a plenty of good, and there's going to be some bad. There are three and two of them. Fields comes back. What does Matt Eberflus do? I think he goes back to Justin Fields. Yeah, I think he does too. He goes back to Justin. Exactly. Okay. Now Justin Justin comes back. He sat for five games. He starts. He he finishes up the year, and in the last five games of the year, look at the look at that schedule. He goes three and two, 
And I don't and, care about the record. I okay, care fine, about how fine, they're playing. Fine, fine. Okay, okay, okay. I seriously do not care about the record at I all. I got it. I got yeah. it. I got it. I got it. Okay. He has three out of five pretty damn good games. Okay. Okay. What do you think they do? Both these guys just hit, both these guys just in in the in the, in the ten game scenario wrapping up the season they both play pretty decent. What well, do you, you miraculously mean? just had them winning six games the rest of the year, so they're not they're out of the top two picks. Right. Well, well the right. Panthers, which is possible, would still be in there. Hopefully, which, which is entirely possible. Well, I think in your scenario you just played out. If the Panthers still have the number one pick, aka the Bears do, right. they draft Caleb Williams. Okay. Correct. Let, let let okay. Let's say this. Let's say the Panthers win some games. And they and they don't have the number right. one pick. So that's and, and and we have, we have, we have pick four and picks pick nine. What do you think happens? Well, I'd like to welcome you guys to the scenario club. I've been here for a few weeks now. You guys <laughs> told me to not talk about this, but I guess now with Justin Fields hurt, we have no My, choice. But well, hold on. Let me, let me just finish up this point. Okay. It's not that's over. A long for, point. It, it, it is a long point. Thank you for giving me the forum to do it. You have. It is not over yet. It just isn't. We are jumping the gun. I don't see a scenario in which they're drafting Caleb Williams and Justin Fields is on the roster. Now. That's I'm sa- definitely not I'm happening. Saying, I'm That's saying he's traded. There are, there are how many? T- I should have looked this up. There are six teams with one win right now? Yeah, I also had the, the tank standings uh, last week, too. So okay, don't, make, if uh, point, don't make if this about you and your desires. Um, of it's topic. not desires. I'm just saying I, I, I've been trying to keep you abreast of the situation. I'm aware of the I'm – So, a, I'm if, aware. Your point, if your point, Carm, is that there's, there's this crazy hypothetical where the Bears win six games the rest of the year, both Bajan and Five. Fields play well um, – the Bears don't end up with the top pick in the draft, then yes, I think that there's a chance the fields at Beijing Correct. That are is both the on one, the team. That yes. is right. If they don't have the one or the yeah. two pick, which Back is Back on Earth, right. where I live and Greg lives in the region, yep. part of Earth. Region, yeah, go ahead. Um, that ain't happening, dog. What are you talking about? Well, right, oh, now, I th- <laughs> right now, I think the percentage odds, I saw somebody send it to me. Was like somewhere around the Bears have or the Panthers pick has a thirty six percent chance of being the number one pick, and the Bears pick right now has a like twenty four percent. Stop talking, deputy the mayor. The, Bears, the actual mayor is here. Everyone, zip it. Hey, I usually don't do this. I just I was at the game on Sunday, right? This, that's the greatest opening line. Jake Flanagan. I was very frustrated because gentleman. I feel strongly it was the worst first half of football I've seen at any level, whether that be professional, collegiate, high school, peewee, whatever. It was yeah. it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. You should have watched Wisconsin-Iowa. Saturday. Was that pretty bad, too? Okay, it was on the <laughs> same part. All I'm saying is this. When when Justin went out in the third quarter, I, I reached over. I told, I told my wife this. I said, if he doesn't come back out of that tunnel, I really fear that this may be the last time we – legitimately have Justin Fields projected to be the, the quarterback that will win the Super Bowl for the Bears, the next one. And and it, it pains me to say that. I believe that it's still possible, but the, now I have to accept the reality that the probability is that he is not. And it pains me so much to say that, but um, that may be the place that we're in. Yep. The odds I, are now stacked against him. I, 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 Thank you, Jake. That's Jake. I, don't dis- I do not disagree. And I also want to remind people we're getting ahead of ourselves. 
It is not over. There are a lot of games left to be played this year. There's a lot of ways this thing can can spin out. The New England Patriots are one in five. The since the Cincinnati, the the Denver Broncos are one in five. The, the New York Giants blah, are one blah, blah. in five. The Arizona Cardinals are one in five. Yeah, I know. The Giants and Patriots both almost came away with victories, and that's my point. Yes. You need to root this, for those teams the, hard right this, now. If you're this, a Bears it fan. is not over. It's Carolina's got over. it's Carolina's got a lot of winnable games coming up, including one against us. All right, the Duke uh, super chat twenty dollars. I'm so mad at Carm. I can't believe the things he said. I try to keep my Twitter life and my YouTube life separate and combined, but it's hard. I mean, that's from the separate. Carm, yeah, this is a reference to yesterday's show. Carm and I can't even be in the same room right now. Hashtag. You cut me off. I don't. Bears know. fan. Bears feuds. fan feuds. Another $20 from the Duke. Carm, you ignorant <laughs> slug. Hilarious. He's an unknown with a rookie deal that's reaching its expiration date. The obvious answer is draft a new QB who is also an un- unknown, but you have his full rookie deal. It's 99% over for Fields here. Right. I want to jump into this a little bit more. I have some strong thoughts on this. We got to get to a, an, another quick ad break. But um, Duke, one day you will come to a appreciate my brilliance that's all i'm gonna say and you'll come to a tailgate i come on dude yeah. it's probably already been at the tailgate you out know, yourself no, dude he was there i got big news on this tailgate this weekend by the way um, duke by the way is just looking for a battle he wanted a twitter beef and he's coming for me and i'm right here for it we will fight this out duke not only can i guarantee that i will be at the tailgate earlier uh on this sunday um, you my up. wife will also be there. Wow, big day, big day. We are going to go see Jim Jeffries Saturday night, and we're staying downtown. So I'm gonna, I'll be there at 5 a.m. with Braggs. Hell yeah, let's party. There's let's no get drunk. Ch- well, that'll be fun. No, again, <laughs> for the Idiots. 100th time, work. I have a pregame show to host. Yeah, that's true, and I don't because I'm running that awesome tailgate, and I'm doing that with our friends. Over at Circa Sports and Casino. They, these guys have been great with us joining up. Circa Sportsbook. Make sure you hit that money line splits. Uh, games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or uh, minus 120 splits. Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, uh, especially compared to the other books. So you got to keep an eye on that. Uh, they're, they're very transparent. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit win- winning players. They encourage bettors to download and explore all betting apps available. Uh, so you, go ahead, compare the lines from any other sports book yourself, and you're going to see that the proof is in the pudding with Circus Sportsbook. Uh, their customer service is great. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion. Unlike other sports folks who use those annoying chat bots, you get to actually talk to an actual person. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sportsbook at Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circus Sports uh Illinois download the Circus Sports Illinois at circusportscom slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events 
watch parties and tailgates, including if you come out tonight to Buffalo Wings and Rings, Circus Sports will be there and, and get you to know anything you need to know about them. So if you know someone you know may have a gambling problem with, uh, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, or text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Ticket prices are going down, which is why you should dial up the Game Time Ticket app. Download Game Time, get it done, and get the best prices, the best seats, the best value for all your sporting events, all your concerts, wherever you want to go. Game Time's got you covered. Yesterday it was 123. Now we're down to 109. By Sunday. I don't know. The Bears might be paying you to enter Soldier Field. So just just stay patient on this one. I think the prices are going to be lovely for you. Uh, game time is the best. You, you don't need to be worried about uh, where you're buying tickets for the next big event. You just go right to game time, and they make it super easy for you. At some other sites, they you got to click through like 7,000 times. It doesn't work like that at game time. Pick your seats, go right on through, and then they're headed right into your wallet so you are ready to enter your stadium and live the dream. Download the game time app create an account and then use the code chgo you get twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem the code chgo twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed let me ask you something just to wrap up that fields conversation yeah how do you think it ends you think they trade them i think that's the most likely outcome right now after the season Justin Fields is traded after the season. No, but we had this conversation at Hogan Johns this morning. I think it's relevant in the now. In the now, not... You think think that he could be traded before the deadline? I don't think that that's likely, probably because of this injury. Um, And we don't necessarily know how bad it is, so any team trading for him... But the way I always like to look at trades is it's very easy for us to be like, well, the Bears should do this and the Bears should do this and they should trade these guys. Like we always make the old Chris Ronji White Sox postgame show jokes. We're like, let's take five bad players and trade them away for a first round pick. That's not how this works. I always like to look at it from the opposite side. If you're the Atlanta Falcons right now, yeah, you have a good roster. Yeah. Seemingly a pretty decent coaching staff, it looks like. And an offense that's similar to this one. Similar scheme. And, oh, by the way, the guy that drafted Justin Fields is working in that front office. Mm-hmm. How do you not pick up the phone and call right now to see what the price might be? How, how, I mean, you wouldn't be doing your job. Sure. Okay. What's the price? Well, I texted someone about that this morning. They suggested a third-round pick. For me, that wouldn't be enough. No. So, from the Bears' standpoint, I would say, no, I'll wait till the, I'll wait till the offseason. And when we have more answers on – you know what Tyson what Bajan Trey is? Because La- what did Trey Lance get from the Cowboys? Wasn't it like a fourth? Yeah, and Trey it, Lance and didn't throw eight touchdowns, one interception. That's my point. It should be higher because the Trey Lance return wasn't a lot because he had been hurt. So well, what if there? What if? What if there's a market that develops here? Justin Fields is still young. He's talented. Okay. Well, well, for, there's, there's two teams bit. that are. Uh, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks out there. Right if he now. was healthy, this is a cleaner discussion. But because he's not, there's two variables that you have to consider. One, we don't know how long he's going to be hurt. They have to find that out first before we you're basically even, do. It's going to be four to six weeks. We don't yet. How do we know that? You, we don't know that. But I'm glad I'm, you're announcing that. Well, in a worst case scenario, worst case got, scenario, he's got is a, out for the year. That's the worst case scenario. If, the worst case scenario it would be he has surgery and he's out for two months. Whatever. That would be he's, the year. 
What's the day today? If he has We're not surgery, having a stupid argument about Jesus what Christ. constitutes the year. The season. I, I understand. I don't think he's done for the year. <laughs> he's going to play again this year. But go keep going. Keep going. Right, so you're not making the uh, you're not trading for him in my mind because you think that Justin Fields is going to come into your squad right now and put you over the top and take you to the Super Bowl. You're trading for him because you think it's a long-term play. Well, this is why I wanted to bring this up because in your crazy hypothetical where they win three out of five games here coming up. Yeah. Let's say that's this week. Uh-huh. And next week. Yeah. Which are the last two games you play before the trade deadline. Yeah. And Tyson Bajan looks good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not enough of a body of work to, to, to be fully in on Bajan. You're not getting rid of him. No way. This is a, if, if Tyson Bajan comes out, and he's not going to do this, but let's just say I'm for... I'm talking about trading Bajan. I understand. Okay. I understand. But let's, if Bajan throws out seven touchdowns, two interceptions, Bears win back-to-back games, you are not going to sit there. Ryan Pulse is not going to be like, that's the dude, trade Justin. I'll go roll with Peterman. No way. He... No. I, I think you're missing the point. The, the, the point is that there's... There's three and a half years of, of body work now. Yeah. I'm sorry, two and a half years. I just, uh, I'm losing track of my own life now. I, I'm saying there's not enough body work for Bajan, even if he plays great in the next two to weeks. Influence to influence. Yes. I agree you, with you that need part. To see, you need to see him do it for an extended period of time. At le- you know, half a season, something. You can't just like, if he, play, he seems to have to adjust to what he's doing and all that, you have to see that through. There's no, I will be. But be, what I guess my point is, is that what if Bajan shows you enough that you want to see Bajan the rest of the year? Which was the point he made earlier. Well, then what is the point I of holding on the field to the offseason? Because if you have an offer on the table. Right. So that's again, what I was getting So again, at. the variables are you got to find out how long he's hurt and a team isn't going to trade for him if he's hurt for an extended period of time. Because then he has to come back from that, not just learn a whole new playbook and play. He's out four to six weeks, traded to his hometown, where you're making that trade as the Falcons. You're making it for next year as much as this year. Correct. You you get him in the building while he's hurt. He learns in the meeting rooms. He already is somewhat familiar with that scheme. It's a somewhat familiar offense. Heavy run, a lot of weapons, good coaches, okay. like. Then you're looking at hopefully you're in the hunt, and if you have to make a quarterback change because Desmond Ritter's probably not that guy, you make a run with Fields in December. That would be the motive from the Falcons' standpoint. So the other variable that you have to consider, though, too, from the Bears' standpoint is the fifth-year option and whether or not the value in that for the team that wants to trade for him, whether it's in the offseason or now. If you trade him now, you can't pick up the fifth-year option and extend his value to another team, right? That's the other part of this equation. You're saying that the Falcons can't pick up the fifth-year option? Well, no, of of course. The Falcons would love to trade for him right now, and then they have that option. Right. But for the Bears, do they wait until the offseason, pick up his fifth-year option to create more value to other teams and say, now you you let the team make that decision. Well, any team trading for him is going to want to pick that up. I don't think that that's really much of a factor. That's more of a Bears decision than anything else. Okay, uh, I, right. I, I mean, tr- may, I'll, may, I'll trust you on it because, like, to me, it is interesting because it's like, would the team, the team saying, "I don't want you to pick up that fifth, fifth year option. I want you to trade him to me, so I have that option." Or do the Bears pick up the fifth year option and now push him around the market and say, "You have two years if of control with this player." Well, they have that two years anyway because it's up to them to make that call. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. If the Bears are to Hogue's scenario that Bajan plays well and they know that they want to see Bajan the rest of the way and they're really willing to give away Justin for 
a third round pick if that was the best. I'm not advocating they do that. I understand. I, I, if, I understand. I, I'm more like if the let's say the Falcons are like desperate for a quarterback in two weeks, Fields injury is not as bad as maybe it looks, and they're willing to maybe offer a first round pick. Should be lofty to me at this point. It's a second round pick. This all comes back full circle. The point is, where is Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, everyone else in that front office on Justin Fields? Have they seen enough? Which gets, which I think is probably the more relevant conversation than any of this hypotheticals. I've just been around this league long enough, man. These guys want their own guys. Right. They, they sat there for a couple months evaluating their options, studying the quarterbacks that were in the draft, and... Just because they passed on Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud doesn't mean that they're willing to pass on Caleb Williams. But Th- those are two separate which, okay, things. But, but wait, wait. until you know you have the number one and number Thank two you. pick, right. you can't trade him. Thank well, you. And that's a fair argument. Thank that, you. That, that's probably the best argument for yeah, not Yeah, you can't. Because the in the, the scenario where they don't have the number one or number two pick, you have to consider his, his idea of keeping there, Justin There is anti-season. a world, though, where you lose leverage. That's fine. If Fields is out for the rest of the year. Bajent looks good. The whole world knows you're drafting Caleb Williams. I don't know what the market is. Well, then you just hold him hostage. You don't. You don't. I, I don't think it. I don't think it matters. They people will know that you have the number one pick that you're taking, what you consider yeah, to be a generational be talent. You'll get. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get much less. Yeah, you create a market by getting teams to bid a, bid against for him. Right. And look, it. To what you just teed up, that's my whole point, that you can't make the deal now because you don't know where you're at. Correct. And and so if you could – we just don't know. There's two there's, Let's back up, though. After yeah. all this conversation we've had over the last 20-whatever minutes, yeah. to your original point, yeah. what do you think the likelihood, put a percentage on it, that Justin Fields is starting for the Bears week one of next year? Low. Okay. Low. I'm not so that's sa- why everyone's talking like this. Yes, but I, but I I feel like they're talking like it's one percent, and I'm gonna put it at like fifteen to twenty. Okay, I mean it's okay. That's uh, like semantics, <laughs> so it's not likely. Smitty five dollars super I, chat. The real question: Given the Bears' history with acquiring and developing quarterbacks, why do we believe that they will ever get this right? Well, Smitty, that's uh because Smitty. That's go a ahead. great question and. Um, Nobody thought the Chiefs would ever get it right. They got it right. Okay, you you just got to luck into it. That's why you. That, I mean, seriously. Just one of these days, they're gonna get lucky. Well, it's like Shawshank. If you don't have hope, I don't know how to finish well, that. You know what? That's actually great. It kind of is like being in Shawshank, being a Bears fan. Zay Watanay is a dangerous thing. Um. Well, the the other Holy aspect sports. of it is we always say, "Well, this isn't a good environment to develop a quarterback in Chicago," and it never has been. Well, they drafted Darnell Wright. They signed Nate Davis. No, they didn't get the center in the second round that Hogue was banging the table for. But you have an opportunity this offseason to get yourself a center like you should have. You know, I don't know what they're going to do with Tevin Jenkins. When he's healthy, he's great. It's hard to depend on that. So what they're going to do at left tackle, you have two first-round picks, some really good left tackles coming out of this draft from Penn State and Notre Dame. So that is an environment now where it's a healthier environment than Fields walked into to develop a quarterback, and if you get rid of the coaching staff you and you have this top pick, 
you can find a coach that is more proper to developing a quarterback and running an offense and has a resume, a proven resume that can do that. And his name is Jim frickin' Harbaugh, but you got to pull him from Michigan to do that. And here is take the a job in a second. Super chat. T bagger you nine ninety nine. Oh man, did I just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good job there, guy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> if only we had a producer that could like help at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you wanted me to say that. No, I, did. I didn't. I I was about to say T B U if you'd like thank you. <laughs> I hate you. Someone well, else read this. Uh, oh, it's all yours. No, you I'm got tea bagger. You For, got no. tea bagged. You got to read it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Uh, new prediction. Hope for the Bears. We have a similar year like last year where we suck, but realize Justin is the guy in coaching is holding him back. Also 99 from our guy T. It's part two. This is like, part two here. Okay. Two. We fire the coaches, hire Jim Harbaugh who keeps and fixes fields. <laughs> then we trade Carolina's number one pick for a haul and draft the, uh, and draft the trenches and use uh, our pick to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Boom fix. T, you are my hero. You just fixed the best. I love the hardball idea, but I know it's a, it's a dream shot and probably a, a shot. I don't think the McCaskies are hiring. I don't think so I either. But Kevin man, Warren I want. I'm them. just. You're not going to ruin my dream because I'm going to dream it until it's not. A, uh, not going to happen. Because only I, sports. You know, be the Jim, least like McCaskey Jim Harbaugh hired. and and Greg Roman as the OC is literally. I'm just begging for it. I know it won't happen, but I'm going to hope against hope. Dream a little dream with me. Ten dollars from Kevin Carlson. Carm, I want you to be right. With Bajan getting three dubs. If that happens, I'm assuming he's running Getzi's offense well, right? If that is the case, how does Field see another snap this year? Kevin, I still believe that they want to, quote-unquote, make a full evaluation of Justin. And unless Bajan is completely is Dan Marino, I think Justin gets back on the field this year. For the Bears, and then I will remind everybody about our conversation today. When he comes back and does stuff that he did the last two I, weeks against Denver and Washington. I don't know how this is going to work out with Tyson Bajan. I'm intrigued to see it. I can say with a lot of confidence that Tyson Bajan would have gotten the ball out of his hands on that first play of the game. Correct. He would have. I don't like the plan there. I don't know. I don't know how you come out empty with uh, your fullback being the number one read with yeah, the blind that's side. The biggest point of it with the blind side uh, hot on the first play of the game. All that being said, as I've said many, many times over the last three you days, you got to throw the ball. Bajan would have thrown the ball. Well, I don't know if Bajan could do anything else. I like. I don't right. know. We'll, we'll see. Got that drilled. We'll in. see. Cole's but that ball would have been out. Cole's never going to throw any teammates under the bus, and he loves Justin. Uh, but his, his answer there was telling. I don't know what happened with Justin on that play. Neither does anybody else. That being said. And, and that's those are the frustrations, though, Carm, I go back to with this whole thing about what do they really think about fields. That's the kind of shit where, like, coaches sit there and they go, I'm going to get fired because this play that we had in all week that we walked through, that we scripted, as dumb as it might be, the quarterback should have thrown the ball, and he didn't throw it. Right, but. Look, that's the stuff that gets you fired as a player. Okay. I got it. 
and maybe we have a talent evaluation problem going on right now, but if you had that much doubt on Justin that he can go out and throw eight touchdowns and one interception and fire a ball to Darnell Mooney and, the, and to uh, DJ Moore in the corner of the end zone that is as elite of a throw that any quarterback can make, that if you're out on him right now because he got hurt in the following week, then you should have figured out that C.J. Stroud looks an awful lot like a capable quarterback in the NFL, and you should have gotten ahead of it and, and, and been bold then versus doing what you did. But maybe you just needed to see D.J. Moore on this roster, but you saw him, and you saw Justin throw eight times to him for 230 yards, so you were right that that was going to unlock the quarterback. I, again... Trying to follow logically their process, I don't think it's over. Jay Zawaski just texted me a video. I hadn't seen this yet because I haven't gotten through all the tape yet. Where Cody Whitehair is blocking Jatari Carter. Is that wrong? What the hell is happening? Ridiculous. Uh, Bears on Kauai where I swear I'm about to get on a plane to and go. Like tonight. Please. Carmel, you watch my children? No problem. Actually, I would not trust. I would trust Greg. That's messed up. Well, um, he would sit there and, and drink whiskeys all night and, and, and be doing spaces and, and, and whatever else he does. I would pay attention to Livy and James and do an elite job. Okay. Sure. Uh, Bears on Kauai <laughs> says, hate this conversation. <laughs> True. Call me a shit father. Let's get on with the next super chat. <laughs> I think that's a mistake. Is that supposed to be Tyson, maybe? True. T- well, for the record, I am not. He said that. I am trusting my children with you. As you should, because yeah. I'm a good dad. Yes, you are. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I've seen you with kids. You're awesome. Yes. Thank you. Carm thinks I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, Carm doesn't have kids. He doesn't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to. You what know. do you think I'd do? I'd go The home. guy with no I responsibilities. I sit at home and drink whiskey and watch football. The guy. The guy with the only responsibility to beat 70-year-old men on a tennis court is going to talk about how I'm being a father. Let's move on. Let's not. Let's not. Let's Speaking not, of moving on, Bears take. on Kawhi would like Jesus to move on. Christ. By the way, Poppy's tied up in the alley right now. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I lost last night, and he wasn't 70, just so you know. I'm proud of you. He was 69 and a half. Thank you. Uh, anyway, Bears on Kawhi says, hate this conversation. Trubisky and JF1, totally different. Fully expect JF1 to blow up somewhere else. I so want it to be in Chicago. Fix the O and D lines. I, well, I said that the other day, and I agree. I, I have to say, if 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 Justin Fields was traded to the Falcons at the trade deadline, I would ask Jake Flanagan if I could fly down to Atlanta and cover his first game. I would be so intrigued by that, and I think he would be good down there. Okay, That's what sucks you, you don't this. need to worry about that. They're not trading him. I know. All right. I think one way of moving on from this conversation is to do an ad break. Oh, we do have one more, don't we? I was going to finish we the do. Super Chats. Okay, well, I uh, am going to tell you about Sunnyside because Sunnyside um, is necessary. It's necessary. We, we got to look on the sunny side, the bright side, right? Um, with the Chicago Bears, that's what we do here. We think that the Bears can beat the Vikings when all logic probably suggests otherwise, but we had one glimmer of hope, so we all picked the Bears. What a bad job. Good Lord. How did that happen? So. Would have been my chance to catch Braggs. Didn't do it. 
Moronic. Keep going. But Sunnyside is way more reliable. Uh, They're your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside is everything you need to elevate your football season, and damn it, we need to elevate our football season. We do. I mean... We need an elevation. We need a big We elevation. need a lot of things. Um, wherever you are in your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store. Is Cody lost? He's just like wandering. What's happening? <laughs> um, no, I think he's, he's not lost. He knows where he is. This is what happens when the Bears are as bad as they are and the Cubs miss the playoffs. Cody he, just starts wandering around the office. Sunnyside is Illinois' favorite dispensary. They have a bunch of awesome house of brands. Uh, Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply. Uh, high Supply offers quality weed that's always available. Florical, Wonder, Remedy, uh, through October 31st, head to sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois Med Card holder. Got a few more super chats. We got to get out of here. Uh, Chris Evans says $4.99. Doesn't matter. Isn't that... Is that Captain America? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't even matter if we draft Williams or keep Fields. I'm sick of being a fan of a franchise that's completely inept at quarterback development. Well, you're stuck with it, Chris, so don't even go there. You're not leaving. I, I will say this. <laughs> if Fields ends up elsewhere, I feel like this is going to be the one that's talked about more so than any other one for the history of time with this team. Like you You're telling me that he's- Justin Fields good. Okay, I'm going to bet against that conversation, but maybe you're maybe it could happen. You don't think that's what's going to? I don't think that Fields is if if I, I don't you think, think if he moves on, he's not going to be good elsewhere. I think he's I I think he's exactly going to be what I've said he's going to be, which is a is which is a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's getting the top five. So wouldn't that be the guy that the city of Chicago sits there forever and goes, "How come he wasn't good here?" Right, so I think the the biggest hurdle for him is when he sure. holds on to the ball too long, cause him to get hurt this last week. When he runs the ball, the style that he does, his biggest hurdle will be staying healthy. He's been hurt every year of his career. So Atlanta could get him. They might catch lightning in a bottle early, and I hate saying this, but it's just the truth. The it, The risk of him getting injured is probably always going to be the hurt, the biggest hurdle he has to overcome. Which, well, which, which go back to that Cole Komet interview and what he said that Jimmy Graham told him about his availability, which, again, leads me to believe. I know Carm thinks there's still an unwritten chapter here in the development. I think they're having tough conversations at House Hall where they're just like, to you, I think you just made the best point of the entire show. Congratulations to you. I did it. Because me, Paul, how man. could you not at this point be like, look, the guy's just never going to throw the ball faster, he's not going to throw with anticipation, and he's going to get hurt. Isn't that enough right there? If that is actually their evaluation, then you'll be lucky to get a third-round pick for him. Well, you That's don't tell fair, the you don't tell point. the other teams that. They're, I think they're yeah, aware. But Carm, <laughs> the thing about that, so a lot of what I'm saying today is based on what I've you know just my experience covering this league. The other thing I've seen a lot, uh, there are a lot of desperate ass teams out there for a quarterback. Hundred percent. Yeah. And. and and a, su- a sucker's I, born every every day. Someone's gonna offer so- something for him. All right. I hope I'm proved right on everything I've said. Bajan's gonna be we good. Know that. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> Thank you. You're always keeping score in your. Head. I I am. I am. Leon 
Am I safe to say I don't I I'm I don't think I'm ever gonna say anyone's name anymore after what happened earlier. Yeah, Leon works. Leon, what's up, Leon? Five <laughs> five dollars. What the hell just happened? <laughs> Leon Fanrana. It's my guy. Fanrana. What what was the Bears offense hoping to exploit in the Vikings defense with their game plan this past Sunday? Leon, one of the greatest questions in the history of Super Chat, and none of us have any idea. If you really, and if you're joining us late here, first of all, please hit subscribe, uh, like, hit that like button. We greatly appreciate you. If you missed the Cole Komet interview earlier, there were some concerning things I thought in there about, well, they were doing something, they were leaving this open, and it, he was basically saying what the Vikings were doing was not sound defensively, and they couldn't take advantage of it. He also said that, that the Bears had a physical advantage in essence, more talent than Minnesota. Which is probably true. The Vikings defense is not that good. Besides Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith's pretty good. I don't know. I it's, hate uh, football. I've never liked it. Kevin. These are interesting times. Close us out, Kevin. Kellish, 999. Finally made it to a tailgate this week in such a good time. If you're a fan, haven't gone yet, you're missing out. Bragg's taking... Oh, yeah. uh, great talking some ball with yeah you. Kevin was great. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun talking with Kevin. I'm sorry I spoke certain things into existence, but we had a very spirited discussion about Justin Fields and what he needed to do to get better. And there may or may not have been an injury discussion within that conversation. I uh, definitely felt like I jinxed it a little bit, but at the end of the day, sometimes those things are inevitable in football for any player, not just Justin Fields. So, but yeah, it was great hanging out with you. And you can come to our tailgate this Sunday at the corner of Wabash and Cermak. If you go to allchgo.com and hit the events tab, you'll find tickets available for this Sunday against Vegas and then Carolina, the Thursday night game. Um, you, you're not going to want to miss these. They've been a lot of fun. Like Kevin said, uh, it's a great turnout every single time. All you can drink goose Island, all you can eat firewater barbecue. The food has just been unbelievable. The beer has been unbelievable. Uh, the vibes are included. Me and Mark got into a nice game of bags, got to throw a game of bags this week. So that was a lot of fun. I lost. He lost, but he'll get better. He's an athlete. He's just never played the sport. Carm, you have an, a, or, uh, wow, a, sport. a nice olive branch from Gregory. I'll give you the olive. Well, you never played. It's not like I'm going to, you know, parade around the streets or beating somebody you never that played, played bags. For Dude, he was the questions. He he didn't even know how the scoring worked. Like it was like playing with my wife or Carm, something. Carm, are you from Chicago? Were you like me? Were you just hacky sacking back in your college days? Listen. I, you know, I, no, I, 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 I got to take the L here. There's nothing, there's nowhere for me to go. I'm not a huge. You got better as the game went on. Oh, I mean, my athletic talent came out right. because I'm an elite athlete. I don't care athlete. about how, I just, you but never I, played bags I, before? Well, I the, played bags, I just didn't know the score. Well, and then the other aspect is he caught me on a heater. I was, I was rolling there. I mean, uh, the guy was, uh, seriously. Nice humble, Brad. Do, Brad, do, do you have another show to produce? He had like the do, right do, amount of whiskey inside of him at that point, I guess. Yeah. Dude was MJ there is a sweet spot. There is a sweet spot. Oh, there is, yeah. There's definitely Especially for billiards spot. and darts. Where do you think MJ found that sweet spot every day? I mean, Bragg's like he hit the board and it's just slid in. It was what's that? Is there that, that hole thing that it's got to go yeah, through? It's a hole. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a hole a thing. Hole. It's a hole. <laughs> yeah, Bragg's was really good at putting. Well, it right. to actually float the bag. Let's so get that Bragg's out of here. All right, it doesn't bounce. This was a fun show today, I, Gregory. I apologize for calling you a, a bad father. It's okay. I, We're obviously, on it. obviously, you're one of the greatest dads of all time. <laughs> Eddie's the luckiest person on the history of the planet, and um, it's okay. 
Braggs is your, is your daddy. I actually didn't call you a bad father, but you took it to that. You just extrapolated me, say that I would do a better job with Hulk's kids. You took that. I don't out. drink whiskey around children. Please don't say that. Okay. <laughs> if I it could choose another dad, I wouldn't choose you, but I'm, I'm sure you're da- a great dad. I'm your, I'm <laughs> I'm your sure dad, you're great. okay? I'm your dad. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't say... Y'all silly like the mayor. 